We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. AM 970, The Answer presents I on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and uh, we had some really interesting uh, tax information about the uh, new tax bill from Iona Harrison from the National Association of Realtors. And I said she's going to come back on. We're going to wait two or three months and uh, we'll uh, kind of see how it affects. I have Dan Sater, our credit expert. But before Dan, hi, Dan. Hi, how are you? And uh, happy new year. Happy new year to you. Um, So what we're going to do, and Dan, you're going to tell us about what the changes are, but eight. Before we do that, and I know that the 30 years are about 4.1, right, around there. Yep, what do you right see happening? Point. What What do you see happening with the I, I mean, economists rate? say that, you know, the rates will probably go up to around 5% next year. But I think just like what, what we're talking about here is, you know, it's, it's a wait and see. I don't think they want to disrupt um, the economy and, and, and affect home, home buying. Uh, with, again, with the new tax reform. So I think that there's a lot of things to be said, but I mean, even if it does go up to 5%, Dottie, it's still at an all-time low. I think rates, uh, it's not really, not too keen. I mean, right now we're at 4.125. I don't really see us really increasing it that that much next year at all, um, just, you know, given no, and everything. I, and, that- and I just want to say one thing, not that I'm living on a retiring income. Yeah. But for all the people that had to live on retirement income and whatever they had in their savings account, they got no interest. So Correct. if the interest rates go a little higher, it helps some people and it doesn't help others. But at 5% in my lifetime, that would have been a steal of a mortgage if I averaged exactly. the exactly that. And, and if you I, know what if I average the mortgage rates. Correct. Correct. And, and it shows improvement in the economy if it does go up, um, you know, up to 5%. So relatively speaking, um, we are in a good state still. Um, in- and um, I don't think it's going to affect um, the, the, the folks too much, even if it goes up to 5%, you know. So I, I think we're in a good place. And they, and, and they don't expect that, till, like, till more later in the year, right? No, no, no. I, I think 5% uh, right now seems to be the, the threshold. So I don't think we're going to go above five. Right, but they expect that down the road. Right now, it's still under that. 
Yeah, that's that's more third, fourth quarter of this year. I would right. Say so if you are, of, of well, year. the reason I say that is if you are looking for a home and you happen to find a home that you love, buy it now rather than wait six or eight months because you'll probably get a little cheaper rate. But don't that's buy a home that you don't love just to get a cheaper rate because it's not that big a difference. Okay. Um, Dan. Yes, ma'am. Happy New Year. Okay, so we just we just went through uh, kind of, you know, it's too early to call. I mean, and we had a caller that called and said, gee, how is this going to affect? Should I sell my house right away? How much of value is going to go down? And what's going to change? And I think it's a little early to kind of call it. What do you see in credit? Anything in change? Any changes in credit? Uh, 2017, 2018? Well, yeah, you you really don't know because I, I know I left my magic eight ball at home, so I, I can't predict what's going to happen here. But, uh, you know, we've had a number of little changes that have happened this year that's going to affect us in 2018 and, and moving on. You know, we had the wonderful um, Equifax gift uh, to America of a hacking of 143 million people. And, uh, people, and Dan, I can, I, can, ask, can yeah. I ask you a question about that? I was at some seminar that, at something – and what they said was that you might not, you might find now that you're not affected, but they're going to wait, like the, the, the hackers are going to wait three or four years before they start putting those numbers out, using them. Well, yeah, that's, that's one of the nice things <laughs> for the hackers um, about this, this gift, because when they get key information of your name, address, social security number, date of birth, uh, those are prime um uh, delightful uh, ingredients to have, and they don't change as a, a, a major rule. So it makes hacking down the road that much more uh, enticing for them. They don't have to immediately try to hack. You know, if you steal a credit card, you only have a certain period of time before it's found out and it's shut down. And right. um, hackers on a credit card will try to make a test uh, run of maybe a $10 purchase, and then they'll go real quick. And usually within a few days, people find out about it, and they, it gets a block put on it, and the credit card is no good anymore. But with this information, this is information that can last three to five years um, and still be very valid for people to use and, and try to uh, – uh, start new account numbers, or maybe even get into some of your existing accounts. Well, so my question to you is because when I was listening to that, I'm like, okay, everybody was on guard. I was trying to find out if my stuff was stolen. And then, you know, it died down. And now, but then I was listening and they said, well, these guys are not stupid. They're not going to put it out right away. They'll maybe do something in a year or two years. So you always have to watch your credit. That's correct. Right? Yeah, you've got to be more vigilant this coming year. And it would probably pay once every three months at least to pull your credit report just to see what's on it. I mean, you can do it from annualcreditreport.com. Uh, you can do it from any one of the free sites, you know, like Credit Karma and whatnot. Uh, credit Sesame has had something. Even Experian has a free service. And if you pull those periodically just to check to make sure there aren't any phony accounts, phony addresses, uh, phony Social Security numbers, all these are clues to that somebody might be trying to hack in or use your credit information. Wow. I, I, we live in a world that, like, you know what, I don't know how you, you could protect yourself to a point, but then, 
there's only so much you can do and just you just got to be on top of it which i think i have to be more on top of it than i am yeah uh, and, and that's that's but i did i did think when they like you said when they charged one dollar on a charge well then i of course i knew because nobody would not not too many people would charge one dollar but um with the with the information with equifax you started saying now how how do you see that that whole equifax thing well, you know, obviously when they have somebody that has a master's degree in a music composition uh, running their, their cybersecurity uh, network, uh, that gives you a, a little pause for a thought on the whole thing. Uh, they've got to sharpen up um, their protection of our consumer information. Um, it, it shows that these companies are very vulnerable to attack. And if they're not protecting our information, they're literally creating a a major problem for a lot of people in this country. And I just had somebody the other day was telling me that um, they went on um, to, I, guess, I think it was Experian, but don't hold me to that, that um, when they wanted to, to sign up to um, freeze their account, they wanted to charge them 19.95 a month for it. Now, I think they're sending them to another service where uh, Experian feels they can make more money in a little cottage industry uh, by charging this, and it's not the true site where you need to go. But apparently they had a very hard time finding how to put even a security freeze uh, on their, their credit report. And usually they put on a security freeze, and it doesn't cost you anything. But if you want to open it up because you want to apply for credit, you have to pay five or ten dollars to do that. But to have nineteen ninety-five a month, I mean, and that's only one bureau. Uh, this, you know. Well, that's why we have you on, Dan. And again, give us the website for you, and people can we trust you? We know that you will give people the right advice. And how do people? What is your website? Yeah, they can reach me at Credit Guy. At yahoo.com. Credit guy at yahoo.com. It's nice and easy and it's easy to remember. Credit guy <laughs> at, okay, yahoo.com. at yahoo.com. And Dan, really, we trust him. We don't have anybody on the show we don't trust. We, we recommend him. And it doesn't hurt to find out. And if you, everything is good, then great. Uh, but you've got to be vigilant about that. Anything else you could give us as tips and uh Anything well, I can tell you we got some things changing in the credit scoring models this year. Um, you know, the big event was when FICO uh, went to a, using trended data in their credit reports. And the trended data basically uh, gives uh, an indication of whether you're paying down your debts over a period of time or you're increasing your debt, especially in credit cards over a period of time. And this can be a thing now in the mortgage industry, although, by the way, on the FICO scoring model, it, the trended data is not scored. But when it goes to the underwriting department and the buyers of a lot of these mortgages from the mortgage uh, banking companies, um, if it's a marginal type of deal, they will look at that trended data very carefully to see if this person is accumulating debt rather than diminishing their debt. And it, it shows that they're more of a risk, and it could get them turned down for a mortgage. So they want to see that uh, either you're paying your bills off on time each and every month, which is, gives you the best score in that respect, or that if you've got some debt, that you're paying it down and you're not accumulating a lot of debt. 
with that in mind, uh, they're come, coming out now here in the – well, supposedly in the fall, but I haven't seen it out yet – is the Vantage score 4.0. This one is tied into the trended data. And the Vantage score, which is roughly about 10% of all lenders right now, uh, the new one is designed – to look at not a snapshot in time like the FICO scoring model does, but to look at you over a period of time, and it scores you based on that trended data. They're also making a big push right now to get this one uh, approved to be used in the mortgage industry, and we'll see what happens with this fight between FICO and the Vantage score of who wins that, that battle. Um, All right, so wait. Slow down for a second. So th this... This looks at your credit over a longer period of time? Yeah, well, it looks at the trend of your, your data. In other words, if over the last 6 or 12 or, or 24 months, um, you've been increasing your total debt on different credit card accounts, it's, it's flagged very easily because they report each and every month's credit balance uh, and that you can see if the balance is going up or the balance has been going down over an extended period of time. So, and they score uh, you on so it. Ace, so they score you on it. But Ace, they're not using that in underwriting yet, are they? Well, in underwriting, yes. Uh, the mortgage companies uh, do consider uh, the trended data. I don't know to what extent, and I would assume that if you have fairly good credit scores and good credit, they're not going to be worried too, too much about that trending data. But uh, they will pay attention to it, and they are probably examining it more and more to see how big a correlation there is between people that are escalating their debt and the default rate. And they're probably going to observe that over a period of time, and it may or may not become even more important uh, to the uh, mortgage lenders and Fannie so, Mae and Freddie Mac. So, Ace, would you agree with this? I guess, uh, like, if you're thinking of buying something, whether it's a home or a car or getting a loan of some sort, you shouldn't be escalating. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all ability to repay, right, Dottie? So the underwriters they do they do look at trends and they look at behavior. So I think what Dan is talking about is the behavior of customers. If there's an increasing trend in liability, then that's not really a good compensating factor. Um, are they using it as a major factor today? Not so much, but I think Dan's right. You know, next year as we start looking at these trends as compensating factors, um, this will take into effect um, quite a bit. So, you know. Definitely, definitely. So what advice do you both give uh, potential loan, uh, potential people who are going to go for loans just to be, be cognizant of that? Just well, you question anything else. Go ahead, Dan. No, no, you go ahead. That's right. Yeah, I think, um, you know, if you're looking to, to get a pre-approval or you're in the market to buy a home, try not to accrue additional liability, right? So that's really one thing on the credit side where – a lot of customers, you know, whether you're looking to buy, buy a car or lease a car or take out a large credit card, um, you know, with American Express or make that large payment, especially during the holidays, during Christmas, um, try not to spend um, above your means because it will affect your ability to, to get a mortgage and also your, um, your debt to income will be affected by taking out more liability. So, And, and it also indicates that you – if you're considering buying a house, you should start looking at your credit 
maybe even three months before you're ready to go out and start looking because you want to start paying down those debts and show that your trend is a downward uh, direction on paying down these uh, loans that you have out now and paying down those credit cards. Uh, well, that, you know what, Jan? I would love that you wait a couple of weeks after New Year's and then um, I will I always want you back once a month at least. But you... To really, because I think people right now have sp they spent a lot of money. It was the holidays. There, it's New Year's, and then as soon as New Year's is over, although the predictions say they don't care about weight anymore and they just care about being a good person, uh, I tend to think they're going to say, "Okay, now the New Year's over. Let's pay down the debt. Let's get serious," and they're going to have to kind of relook at everything again. And again, if they go to your site, how's the best way to reach you? Just Go to your site and. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, if somebody wants to, to go to my website, it's you know creditscoringcreditscoringadvisor.com, dot com, and uh, they can reach me through that, or they can reach me through creditguy at yahoo dot com. Yes, and we'll post that. I mean, I'm gonna. I I I have some new people coming in to help me out to post some more things. So we'll post all the information about any any guests we have so that if you go to the app, you'll be able to get that. Um, because I think it's right after the new year, it's kind of a good time to really take a step back. And again, no one knows how anything is going to affect anyone, but you, things change and after a while, people get used to it, right? I mean, I mean, let's think of it this way. Somebody who's 12 years old or 15 years old, they won't even know about the tax deductions because They'll be what they are. But I did, you know what, I, I I read something. I don't know if this is true, but I no, I think it is true, that Westchester homeowners won't be able to prepay their taxes in 2018. Did anyone hear anything about that? Well, well uh, prepaying our taxes would have been, had to have been done by now. That wouldn't do any good. They would have, but they allowed yeah. you to do it in New York. Yes, uh, uh, although okay, the, IR, but the IRS, the IRS <coughs> issued guidance yesterday, at least a warning, that it's not necessarily uh, going to work. So the, the states, the right. governors, all were you know, trying to And Connecticut it. says they allow it, mm -hmm. but in New Jersey, most communities are not encouraging residents to pay early. So, again, there's all different stories around. I don't know which one's correct. I know I called I my works. account. I mean, you know, uh, a lot of people who had the money prepaid them. It's it's also unfair to people that don't have extra thousands of dollars sitting around. Um, you know, I, I just think it was uh, poorly handled. This this last minute real estate tax payment. They should have they yeah, should have been I more know. clear so to taxpayers about what, and given them a little bit of time to save up the money. Well, there was no time. I mean, yeah, people had no time. Yeah, I mean, and and, and and that's the other thing. They should do a better job. I don't want to be a critic because you can criticize all of us and we can all do better jobs than what we do. But there's got to be a better way to communicate to people in a way that they have information. And that's why we try to give it to you so that if there is a possibility they can save some money, that they're informed. Because I don't, know how they, yeah. I don't know how they put information out anymore. All I do is hear All I do is hear them. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Dan, I want to wish you a happy new year, and I hope you'll be back once a month. And um, I look forward to we're that. We're going to really yes. be vigilant. We'll be really vigilant on our credit because we really have to. Those hackers are out there in a big way. Dan, happy new year. 
Oh, happy new year to all of you. And then Jerry and I and Ace are going to do some predictions for 2018. We discovered that my daughter was using drugs. We were really at a loss. We'd been told by so many people to kick her out, to use tough love. You can't take a one-size-fits-all approach to substance use disorders. They are all different. You are the only one that knows your child. It's a slow process. And although it hasn't been perfect, she's not using drugs anymore, we're really hopeful. We're all in recovery from this disease. There's hope and help at drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Gain practical experience with emerging technology and equipment not found in the civilian world. The Army National Guard can get you started in an array of STEM-related career fields such as information technology, communication systems, special forces engineers, technical engineering, air traffic control, and chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear science. Get a head start on your career in an exciting new field while earning money to pay for college, all while serving in your own community. Log on to NationalGuard.com or talk to a recruiter in your area to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities available to you in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Aired by the New York State Broadcasters Association and this station. Yo, welcome to Brooklyn, baby. County of Kings, home of the Nets. When you cross that bridge, you don't just enter a new zip code. Man, you take on a new mindset. It's always us versus them. If one falls, we all get up. We grind till we shine then polish some more. This is a place where game recognizes game. Brooklyn, we go hard. Brooklyn Nets partial plans are available now. Call 718-NETS-TIX or visit brooklynnets.com and secure your seats today. Make plans now to join Salem Radio Network hosts Hugh Hewitt, Larry Elder, and Mike Gallagher on the 2018 Aloha Talkers Hawaii Cruise. Sail around and explore some of the world's most beautiful islands. Then at night, gather together with Hugh, Larry, and Mike for a special time discussing a fresh course for this nation. The 2018 Aloha Talkers Hawaii Cruise set sail for seven days, August 11th through the 18th. For all the details, visit am970theanswer.com or call 855-655-1335. Book your trip today. Join the family at Modell Sporting Goods. Visit your nearest Modells and sign up for our MVP Rewards Program to receive insider deals all year round. Earn points on every purchase when you use your MVP card to earn Modell's cash back. It's our way of thanking you for being a loyal customer. Upon signing up, receive 10% off your purchase and 15% off your next purchase. It's that simple. Plus, new MVPs this month are eligible to win a $500 Modell's gift card. When you got to play more and pay less, you got to go to Moe's. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. And believe it or not, time flies. It's already 1130. Can you believe that? What's everyone doing for New Year's? You need to try to stay up past 10 o'clock this year. Me too. <laughs> Having a small get-together. Oh, Ace, I don't believe that for one moment. Ace is going to fabulous <laughs> parties in his limited Not for one moment. Helicoptering back and forth. To oh, goodness. 
bringing in the New Year several yeah. times as he jets around the world. That's I, it. I'll just yeah. in all different countries, Jerry. Oh, Ace, <laughs> where are you in New York? Is it? It's freezing there, isn't it? Oh, it's snowing, it's Daddy. It's snowing here. It's, it's snowing. a white, it's a, it's a white holiday so far. So not too bad. Yeah, but that's yeah, but I, you know, see, I'm fine with it as long as it only lasts one month. I know, not like not if it's too cold. Much. I mean, it's, like it's freezing I'm here. fine with. December and January, but by the end of January, I want it to be over. Then February, like it's too long going on to mm. February, March. As the plan heats up, you'll get your wish. So in January. Okay. So as promised, I will give you the predictions. Um, these are predictions from the realtor.com for 2018. And then Jerry and I and Ace will tell you whether we were right or wrong yeah, we'll tell you on truth. our predictions. Mm-hmm. So now these are national predictions. So obviously, in your local area, it could be a little higher, it could be a little lower. If these are national, but home price appreciation. Anyone want to guess? This uh, is national, so you, I'm sorry, you have the to kind of lowest in home price. Did you say I missed it? No, they're predicting what will appreciation be nationally. So oh, that's going to oh, average out. Um, yeah, for 2018. Four and a half percent. Okay, you're not too far away. They expect home prices to rise by only 3.2%, mm-hmm. and the slower rate of increase will allow for home sales to pick up next year. Now, I don't okay. know if I agree with that, um, but again, it's a national number, and I'm not an expert in every market, so there could be markets that... Right, outperform. That uh, Yes, but I think that for the metro area, like our area, like in the, the northeast... I think it'll be kind of, you know, 3 to 4% around there, you know. And you don't want it to go up too much. You know why? Because then if, it's, if it spikes, it, then it comes down. Now, I think Florida, I'm here in our uh, Palm Beach office. And by the way, we are in the most magnificent mall uh, that they redid on Royal Concierta. And... Uh, we, I think Florida's going to go up a little bit more than New York, maybe. What do you think? Uh, I agree, Dottie. Um, in certain parts. Yeah, I agree. But what I'd like to do is, in the next week or two, have a show. Because I hear so many people say, I'm going to Florida. I'm moving to Florida. So we were just talking. And what I'd like to do is part of the show... Okay, if you think of moving out of state because you're panicking about taxes in the Northeast, it's not that easy. So we're going to give you all of the information on if you really want to become a resident of another state that you feel is taxed lower, here's what you really have to do because they're very strict on it. Yeah, I mean, you can't just decide one day that I'm a resident of a different state because I call myself a resident. You have to actually establish residency. Right, so I think that will be like hopefully next week or the week after that we'll go through. If it's something you're thinking about doing, even if it's a couple of years down the road, you really have to prepare for that. They are very strict on that, and you can't get away with it. You have to really. So we'll give you all the information on that. Mortgage rates. I'll ask Ace, and then I'll tell you what the NAR says. What do you think? They're going to reach five? Yeah, I think I think it's really not going to go above five, Dottie. And, and five is really towards the latter part of next year. I think we're still going to see the four percent range right up until I would say June, July, August. You know, yeah. I don't think so, it's going to. 
go up that much. So the NAR says the same thing. They say mortgage rates are expected to average about 4.6% throughout the year, but reach 5% for the 30-year fixed rate mortgage by the end of the year. So, um, uh, and they also predict that rates will continue rising, saying mortgage rates could pass 4% or even 5% over the next few years. But for this year, I think you're good. Because yeah, this is still this very year, low sure. rates. Now, if you're a millennial and you really don't know any better, and you aren't, are you don't have to ever, you don't even know that we paid 15 and 16 percent mortgage interest rate, and we were able to buy houses somehow or another, okay? And then we refinance and refinance, and and uh, when I got an adjustable at 11 percent, I was like, oh my god, I got an adjustable at 11 percent. So everything is relative. These rates are, if you look at history, they're really very low. So even if they're at five, okay? Existing home sales. And there are forecasted to rise about 2.5% as the trends. And they would rise more than that. The problem is they still have low inventory. Now, one of the things I'm thinking, and I'm not sure if this will affect us because, again, as... I'm giving you my opinion, and I'm hands-on, so we're in the business. I'm just wondering, if somebody was thinking of selling their home, they didn't have to, but they said, you know, maybe we'll sell it. Now they have the exemption, and they're going to buy something that's going to be over 750 Would they say, maybe we shouldn't, or do you think that's going to make a difference? Yeah. Now, if you're mega wealthy, I don't think you give a damn. I mean, there's a certain category of people that no matter what goes on, they're not affected. I mean, would you agree? Absolutely. But listen, I, I totally think that the uh, desire to sell will be impacted by the fact that you've got a grandfathered additional 250000 of mortgage interest exemption. I, I wasn't at all thinking of selling, but I said to myself, if I was, would I think twice about it? Yes, I would absolutely think twice about mm -hmm. it. Um, because you don't want to lose that, you know, that, that – that extra and that's really, that's not good because, and I'm going to tell you why, because we are very short of inventory now, especially well, in the lower price yeah. range. Also, okay. I mean, general economic principles, you don't want to interfere with liquidity in markets. So anytime you have a market with, with good liquidity, you don't want to put impediments to liquidity, and this is an no, but, but what this means, liquidity. But what this means if you're a buyer you are going to be limited in inventory at the lower end. I mean, if you want to spend 20 or 30 million, no problem. Okay. But if you're looking at the lower end of the beginning, the entry level markets, well, there's not going to be a lot of inventory maybe. So uh, it's still going to be very tight. So you really have to have your credit and you have to speak to ACE and citizens bank and make sure that your credit's in place and that you're, you have pre-approvals, and then you have to know the market, go to open houses, work with a great broker, and so that when the broker says this is the house, you better come in one second, you know, and you can make a decision quickly because I believe that inventory is still going to be tight, especially at the lower end. Okay, and again, this is just my thoughts. I don't know. Somebody could disagree, but that's my thoughts. Housing starts are expected to increase. Uh, new homes will increase even more, and I think there's a trend for new homes. If there's land and they can build it, new homes seem to be people like new homes. Uh, one of the things I'm noticing 
is a a desire for high end condos. Have you noticed that? Um, well, I mean, outside of the New York City market, where we, I mean, we well, in New, New York but... City, there's no land to build anything, right? I mean, but I'm just saying, if you look at the Hamptons, I'm I'm in Florida, and if you look at Florida, which basically is was one family residential, and if you go to California again, same thing, like the suburbs residential, there's a trend with condominiums, yeah, and they're, they're, uh, right, luxury condominiums where they're expensive, but people don't have the maintenance. Those are my devices going along. They're also, I have two. Yeah, they're also not uh, traditional condos in that they're not necessarily, you know, apartment buildings, but rather no, no. they look like single-family homes, but they're structured as condominium in order to avoid having to, uh, you know, do maintenance on your own property. The, the, the association takes care of it. Right, because people, people are saying, hey, who needs all the, you know, I mean, First of all, it may be baby boomers who had those big houses in the suburbs. They still want a big place because they want their grandchildren, their children to be able to come. But uh, they want, they don't want, they said we're done with the lawns and the landscaping and all that junk. Um, and then what do you see with millennials, Ace? I, I think they're going to continue to um, to buy as their, their job improves and wages start to increase. Because ultimately, you know, they're starting families and it's the next evolution in, in their in their lives so um they're going to continue to buy and, and i see them buying now and you know even even people already are already saying by 20 by next year 65 well you said something the- what people don't understand is millennials didn't have they didn't buy houses already so they don't yeah, know what it was so exactly. it's starting new and i and i have another prediction if you're in a suburb that's close to a major city you, I think if you're in any suburb that in close to a major city, the millennials, even though, you know, for years, Jerry and I and they used to be on the radio saying it's all big cities, big cities, big cities. Well, people want that, but as they have kids, to live in a 1,000 square feet with two kids, you want to be, you know, kill yourself. So they, they're, they're, I think they're opting to drive a little further when they have kids be, and, 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 and be in a place that's close to the city but I think that the suburbs that are closest to the cities will do better. They are, and, and they're, they they're thriving, Scotty. You know, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely um, you know, millennials are looking for places like Brooklyn, LIC, out east near Long Island. So, it's, I mean, they're everywhere, you know. So. Right. We'll continue with your predictions. And if you have any, well, our predictions, if you have any predictions, you'll call us and let us know right after the break. I know you're probably all getting for your big New Year's Eve. And then I want to ask everyone what their New Year's resolutions are. Uh, We'll be right back right after our commercial break. Are you drowning in IRS tax debt? I owe the IRS $37,000. Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs that may protect you from IRS collection agencies. They have the power to garnish your wages, put liens on your property, and levy your bank account. 
Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't know the IRS anything. Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. Just call 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Don't wait. Call now. 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Physicians designed Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's natural fight against aches and pains. It's made from wild-caught fish oil and botanicals like turmeric, and it's a healthy way to get back into pain-free life. There's no side effects. There's no chemicals. There's no preservatives. There is nothing addictive. And that's why you can be very confident that when you take Relief Factor, you have nothing to lose but your pain and the whole world to gain. Maybe you can't wear your favorite shoes anymore because of pain in your feet. Relief Factor can help with all of that. Nineteen ninety-five comes to $0.95 cents a day. That's less than a cup of coffee a day for pain relief. Go to relieffactor.com. Read all the testimonials. Find out about it for yourself and order that quick start. Just nineteen ninety-five or $0.95 cents a day for three weeks. Or you can call them. It's toll-free. They can answer all your questions. 1-800-500-8384. That's toll-free. 1-800-500-8384. relieffactor.com. The staff at AM 970 The Answer would like to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and the happiest of New Year's. Hi, this is Mark DeBoer, traffic manager here at Salem Media of New York. And from my family to yours, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. This is Matthew Sambol, an operations manager for Salem Media of New York, wishing you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. From AM 970 The Answer. I love those J-I-N-G. Tired of struggling with unwanted weight? Unhappy in your own skin? Well, you're not alone. Dr. Melinda Keller is here to help. I was once exactly where you were until I found the Brooklyn Wellness Center Weight Loss Program. Lose 20 to 40 pounds in 40 days guaranteed. I did. No drugs, no shots, no surgery. It's all natural and doctor supervised. Call 718-234-6212 or go to weightlossbrooklyn.net. Mention AM970 and save $100. And now visit them at their new second location in Staten Island, located at 1567 Richmond Road. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Oh, we're back and we're giving you our predictions for 2018. But I just do want to tell you, it is going to be tight. And home builders' confidence hit the highest level in 18 years in December. Okay, this is the highest reading since 1999. So uh, I think everyone thinks we're in for a good, good season as far as people buying. I just think that the inventory is going to be tight. And so you're going to really have to be out there and be on the ball. Correct and have a great broker who knows but you know a broker can only do so much they it's kind of like a teamwork right and then you have to have your financing and all that stuff in place so you can be competitive maybe a lawyer uh, i don't know but you maybe know, a you well know, fine. <laughs> obviously obviously 
the lawyer, everybody's got to be with, it's all about the team. It's all about the team and getting out there. Um, and uh, I'm sorry, Sagaponic, but you were dethroned as the nation's most expensive zip code. Uh, for the last two years, uh, property sharks list of the most expensive zip codes in the country, but uh, Sagaponic fell in 2017 to number 15. Now, wow. the reason it fell, well, it's not going to be bad. It went from 1 bad. to 15? Well, yes. But the site credits an increased number of sales because a lot of people, millennials, came in and bought lower-priced homes. And oh, so okay. it took it down, you know. Um, I'll, I'll give you an example. The site credits an increased number of sales. So there was more sales in Santa Clonic. But... The medium sale price was a mere two million eight when it oh. was over three million last That's year. Embarrassing for Sagaponic. An embarrassment. Yeah. So who did you them? Uh, California, probably so, somewhere. They near don't. I don't have that. I know oh, that okay. Watermill. I think California did. Yeah. Watermill was ninth, and uh, the medium price sales price of Watermill was three point one. Well, that's also way out in the Hamptons. And Wayne Scott is also out in the Hamptons, and that was uh, $3 million. Hmm. So sorry, guys, but you're still up there. You're still up there. Any predictions from you? Jerry, what are you thinking? Uh, what are oh, you thinking? Yeah, I have a lot of predictions. I think that uh, I, I don't think interest rates are going to hit five by the end of the year. I think we're continuing our perpetual, relatively low interest rate environment. Uh, I think that uh, the election of 18 is going to be the highest midterm turnout in America's history, and I think that both houses are going to flip. I think that there's going to be a big uh, sea change in Washington. Um, and that's gonna Well, I think they're flipping now if you want to know the truth. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a, you know, anybody that doesn't vote in this next election, I, I think they're, you know, brain dead. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, no matter what side of the, the aisle you're on, there's a lot of uh, emphasis uh, on voting in the next election. So I think we're going to see a big turnout there. Uh, I think we're going to have um, uh, a good year in real estate. I, I feel, uh, you know, I had two, I mean, this is, of course, you know, a microcosm, um, but we only do real estate in my office. We had, you know, two deals that came in on <laughs> Friday, you know, which is like the quietest day of the year. Everybody's gone home. People are still doing deals. So I don't see... Um, I don't see any break in that activity in New York City. I think it's going to continue to be robust. I don't see a lot of, you know, building permits are down in New York City. As you said, there's not much left to build on in Manhattan. So there's not a lot of new inventory coming online. Uh, so that's good for existing prices. Um, well, that's good if you have a resale. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, but I think it's going to be a good year, and I think it's going to kind of be like a – I think everyone's panicking over this tax law, and I and I, I, I look, I, I watch people panic in the recession and say it's the end of the American dream and all that BS. And you know what? At the end of the day, people still want to own. Yeah, I mean, I, I my reaction wasn't panic. It was just I was in shock. I just did, never would have predicted this outcome. Um, I just had no idea that there was such animosity for state and local income taxes. Um, well, it's a lot. It's a lot of money. Yeah, I thought I was going to say. Oh, okay, now there was a question that came in, Ace. Could tax reform kill the jumbo mortgage market? No, that, that, that's ridiculous, right? So we know that 
you know, the high end market will always be the high end market. Um, you know, I, I don't think that that really affects. I mean, look, we're reducing well, anyone. The real deal wrote an article like that. And I didn't think it was yeah. true, but it was in the real no. deal and it was garbage. Right. Yeah, that's that's I mean, look, you know, whoever is buying above a million had no implications whatsoever. Right. So you're just reducing reducing right. it from a million to 750. So really, I mean, the high end is going to continue to strive. It's it's yeah, that's. Nonsense, yeah, the I think. fact that people are going to borrow that much money because they lose two hundred fifty thousand worth of deductibility, remember, uh, is is well. Know, let me ask you this: is a good word for that. Would you, if you had <laughs> extra cash, you, you see, if you had extra cash, you might put a little extra cash down instead of taking a higher mortgage. Maybe that's what they mean. I don't. Yeah, maybe, I don't but know you know, what pe- they mean. people at that income level are often losing itemization privileges anyway, and then there's Correct. the alternative Correct. minimum tax implications. So. You know, look, I did a call with my accountant on Thursday, hoping to get all the answers. His head was and spinning. what did he he'd tell been, you? Well, he's been to all these seminars, and everybody's opining on it. The fact of the matter is it's it's like a 1,000-page uh, edit to the tax code. The tax code, you know, you read one page, and your head explodes. It's so complicated. It's a 1,000 right? pages Right, and I'm sure the people that signed it did not read it either. Uh, hello, they didn't read it, and that was another uh, issue is I would like – here's what I would like my congressmen and women to do. <laughs> I would like them to read the bills before they vote on them. Can we ask them? Well, all that, do you th- I don't care whether you're Republican don't or Democrat. You think Can that's you read fair? the bills? Yes, I do think it's fair. I think they should give them time do to read. Do you think that's think too much to ask? Yeah, I think they're a little bit slow at reading sometimes because we don't always send our smartest people to Washington these days. Give them a little extra time to read and digest it. But uh, you know, asking them to vote on a, a thousand-page bill overnight when they've been out drinking with lobbyists the night before is a little bit. Uh, well, that's my comment. Well, look, at the end of the day, to me, I would rather they take the time to read it. Now, they'll never agree on anything, so there has to be a deadline, a cutoff time yeah. when they have to make a decision because it could go on for, like, years. So there has to be a cutoff time, but, but just try to read it. We yeah, all listen, have if, to read if things. They said that, and if they, we don't read it, yeah. then it, it's it, off the if they said that, listen, I, I read the whole thing thoroughly. And although you may disagree with me, I've analyzed it. In my opinion, as a member of Congress, I'm going to vote for it. I would have a little bit of respect for the people that said they didn't have the time to read it, but then they voted anyway, I think should have resigned because they can't do the job. (laughs) And if they can't resign, let's help them resign by throwing them out. I don't care what party they are. Somebody who honestly says and admits on TV, and many of them did, they didn't get to read the bill before they voted on it. Dottie, can you imagine one of your employees saying that to you? Oh, I didn't. I didn't read the uh, the change in uh, in our company protocol. I just implemented it. What What would you say to them? I did, they or didn't, I didn't have read time. the change. No, listen. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be responsible. I mean, I give you at least they're honest to say they never read it. Well, honesty is refreshing I mean, from Washington. So, <laughs> at least it's honest. I'll give them that I mean, to say, hey, you know what? I didn't read it, but you see, right. would you? You know, it's like, are you going to sign something you never read? No, no. Okay, so no. I think it's time for the world to, like, you Rental know, car get a grip, get together. And by the way, I uh, just will have to throw this in. I um, am in, I'm with my daughter and my mm-hmm. sister, and I am in Palm Beach, and I'm uh, in our Douglas Elliman Palm Beach office, which I love, with Ahmad, who's uh, helping me, um, as always. And, uh, all I can say is that 
there are so many different versions of, uh, if you listen to people, everyone has a different version of everything. Like if you're in Florida, they think it's going to be like they're going to make so much I think that it's big right now. It'll die out. And five years from now, people won't remember what it was 10 years ago. I mean, it's just, and I think there'll be probably more changes as we go along. Don't you think? Oh yeah, no, this is not the this is not the end. But I went to for the first time because uh, somebody that I know here is a member of uh, Trump, Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago. So okay. I did go there. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. that sunny, but uh, I did go. It's a very understated, was uh, understated. Very no. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't go to his. I went to the the beach club. Uh, as a guest of someone, I, you know, we went. And Ivanka was there with her children, just like mm-hmm. normal, like just like a r- real, like, mom, you know, saying you have to have protein. And it was very low-keyed and wasn't particularly busy or not busy. Uh, obviously, it wasn't their golf club. But um, it uh, was really very – it was nice. And it was just very low-keyed, nothing, just – and pretty. And pretty and on the water, and it was just uh, – uh, although it's hard to get around when Trump's here, but it's hard to get around when Trump's in the city also. So you have to have security, right? But I did go for the first time. It's a beautiful it. place. I mean, Mar-a-Lago yeah. is stunning. I, I will always uh, appreciate him saving that. Uh, I understand that there were some thoughts on destructing, de- destroying it. No, uh, they couldn't, right? It's I mean, a no, well, they were talking about it. It's a prime piece of property. It's beautiful, and it's on the ocean, and it's kind of, I think you feel like you're in California, kind of. I, 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 I felt like I was in California. Okay, so let's do, what's your New Year's resolutions, all right? Uh, let's publicly do, and I want to also say we have a few minutes, not much. Like maybe no, we have 60 seconds, actually. So, uh, Anything? Uh, Is I'm it to gonna, be a better person? Uh, no. I'm going to try to do a little bit more uh, <laughs> charity work this year with uh, animals. That's my goal, is to try to increase my, my charitable work. Dottie, what about you? I'm going to increase my work for women and charity, but I also am going to take a little take a little time to... I enjoy my life. I wouldn't change it in any way, but... A little more time for yourself. A little more time for myself. A little more time for Ace, Dottie. Ace, quick, quick, quick. What are you going to do, Ace? Besides, besides being a good person... Um, well, eat less meat and become a vegan, hopefully, for next year. Okay. Listen, everyone. Make you a big statement. Thank you for listening to us. We'll be on again in 2018. And I want to wish you all a safe. We all Eye on Real Estate healthy. with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.